Hello, and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester, this is Sam Bradley. Alright, don't, right, we're recording these in advance, but I'm here now. You don't, <laughs> did you think no one would notice? Oh, hello, I'm Ed and I'm making a salient point. Alright, oh, I've got a left salient point, I'm Sam Bradley. Is that what you were going to do for the next two shows? I don't know what salient means. <laughs> and welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons. Ooh, and ah, Dragons. See, it's not nice, is it, Ed? Well, uh, yeah. Mm. Consider yourself pigeonholed, my friend. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Sam! Yes. How has your Dungeons and Dragons week been? It's been, I've, actually I have to shout out our DM in our Tuesday night campaign because last show we recorded on the Monday before we play on the Tuesday and we had to make up all these little weird sort of, oh, why did Isaac, do you know what I mean, fire that cat out of the cannon onto the mm. roof of the Hippodrome and actually the, the session that followed was absolutely incredible because we didn't move from where we were the session previously. All we did was sit in a big circle and role play and work out what was going on in the world. Which was, as a DM who has like an intricate campaign, in as much as there's a lot of stuff going on in my homebrew world in Tarthage and stuff, and our DM Isaac is much the same, you want that validation to be like no this is this is what's happening you're so close this is but he didn't do that we sat around we read all these little law bomb books that he'd made and we pieced it together we went back in the history of the continent and worked out what was going on we had all these little weird things and you'd sort of say well i think it's this this that and the other and then someone would come in and say oh yeah because in my backstory yada 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 and we built this picture and it was basically we were by a crashed satellite site or something and the session ended, we worked it out and like he didn't jump in at all, he really let us go for it. And we worked out that, oh, this is involved with the big power structure on this island that we're on. And they would have known what they're looking for. And holy shit, we're only like a day's travel away from that city. And they definitely would have seen this come down. So they could be on their way here now we need to fucking move and that was the end of the session mm. it was really great oh, i had a lot of fun with it yeah hats off to our dm it's fantastic that's good i have follow-up questions because i wasn't mm -hmm. playing in this session i've i've unfortunately had to have a dnd hiatus because it happens real life has gotten in the way god Ugh, damn <laughs> pesky real life um so number one and these are the mm -hmm. things that zebulon wants to know how many dead bodies are around? None, maddeningly enough. Oh, that is frustrating. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I got burnt. I got burnt pretty bad handling a piece of what turned out to be uranium. I wish okay. I was kidding. Okay, well that that doesn't help. Um, that well, you might die in a few days, so that's that's useful. Cheers, man. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. So I can bring him back alive. That's a good walking weapon. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Um. And how long does it take you to figure this stuff out? A few hours, like a session. Ugh. Save them oh, would have got that in five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, the goblin would have figured it out. Yeah, R2DT is always ahead of the game. We got it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was really good. What else did we... Oh, I went on uh, my good friend Alec Wilson's podcast, the Poga Tram Jam Art po uh, Podcast. 
to talk about writing and storytelling and D&D and Tarthage and as soon as it's out we'll put it on our social and we'll link it in the description of this show if you want to take a listen it was really fun we talk about a lot of stuff but if you just want more of this i.e. me talking a lot about uh, storytelling and D&D and all that kind of stuff um, yeah check that out because that was a what lot of fun what was the name of the podcast again? the Poga Tram Jam podcast yeah I think we might need to say that one a few times because it's yeah, quite we'll a that down. quite a title yeah <laughs> it's quite a title um yeah sorry not everyone that adheres to our almost unbreakable laws of alliteration he says introducing another episode of inspiration points where there is no alliteration that's very Ed. good actually exactly how's your week in D been my friend uh well as as i've said unfortunately again i've been D less um so i've I've basically just been having conversations with our lovely patrons and um, oh yeah on on the Discord, mm-hmm. um, and I've been throwing together. Oh, we did that. We also recorded um, this next version of Session Zero. So that was a lovely hour that spent was around a, a virtual campfire answering questions from you listeners. That was um, really fun. So that was great. But the mm. follow up on that, where was I? Who am I? Where, where are you? What's going on? I'll tell you what you were doing. You were playing mm. with that fucking great dice box you got in the post. Of course I was. Play the ads! Play the ads. Let's go. Have you ever wanted to learn more about geography without sitting through a snoozy old lecture? Geography Arcade is a weekly podcast all about your favorite video games and their geographic lessons, inspirations, and even some minor analysis. Some may say analysis. Boo! Well, we're going to learn and have fun while we talk about Pokemon, Elder Scrolls, and much more. Come join the adventure at Geography Arcade on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube. Hello, and welcome back to Inspiration Points. I've had a little pause, I've re-energized, mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I was a little lackluster going into the adverts then. So I'm back and I've got a lot of bluster. <laughs> Love it. Also did a rhyme. Uh, so, inspiration points. This week we are looking at rogues. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Always sneaky, believe in sneaky. your soul. Sorry, you pointed at me like there was an ad coming there. <laughs> there was. I was expecting you to do the, the same thing that we did at the beginning of rogues where we said, rogues, rogues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. It's a we're niche joke in... for fans of Spandau Ballet. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> we're back in inspiration points. So we're going to be looking at some extra, because there's a fair amount of this stuff already out there for Rogues. There really made... is. Yeah, Tashes did a episode... really good job on Rogues, didn't they? They did, undoubtedly. Um, which made this episode harder to come up with some interesting bits and bobs. But I think we've got some fun and exciting things to make your Rogues really rogue well um so without further ado pomp or circumstance shall we begin let's begin let us begin at the beginning um so i've so yeah so obviously i've been looking at rogues and serve yourself and we've basically gone right right where's the where's the gaps much like when we're talking about um like character building 
Mm-hmm. And when we were looking at uh, the race building thing that we were looking at and how that can all come in, we were looking at the gaps and going, what would actually be useful? So I've looked at a couple of bits. And one thing that I think makes a good rogue is knowing that actually... I don't know. I feel like rogues are a bit more human than most classes. Because they are... Yeah. Yeah. They're naturally, like, grey. You know what I mean? They naturally mm-hmm. are... They have, you know, wants. They have wants. They have. They. They're much more wanty and rather than a need and rather less, less sort of pious and. Go on. And and again, I always kind of look at them in a sort of similar light as rangers, in as much as they're kind of built to be a little bit on their own. A lot of their stuff is, oh, mm. it's kicking off. I'm going to hide. I'm going to get range. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But with rangers, I think you choose to go out into the woods. And do this thing and live this solitary life rogues i think it's usually put upon you a little bit more in terms of backstory at least yeah no i agree with that and part of it being put upon yourself then makes you think right well why would somebody want to choose to become a rogue um and what makes a good rogue and i actually thought something that sort of gets missed out a little bit is you hear these sort of big big kind of shows about paladins standing beneath the you know beneath the falls of olympus and praying to their gods and then going out and smiting yeah all those that shall be smitten and warlocks wrestling with the very essence of reality that they've extracted from the patrons of an unknowing and un uh, describable entity just undulating beneath the surface of your own mind's eye yeah. And, you know, there's all that sort of build-up with most classes. But rogues, it's kind of... It's, again, it feels that street level. So so how do we elevate them? How do we make rogues feel like, hang on, this is the level? And I'll tell you how, Sam. Because that's, you know, the nature of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like Forrest Gump to be a rogue. In as much as, if you look through all the annals of history, oh, when the Olympus fell and, you know, Nero fiddled and da da mm. It's the um, it's a little bit Forrest Gump. It's a little bit uh, Frank Underwood. Uh, for those of you that watched like the very first episode, where he says, in you know like in a in a hundred years time, when someone looks at the picture of this inauguration, they'll look three rows back. Who will they see? And he looks at the camera and he's like, they'll see me because right. I am here, silently gui- guiding things and playing these yeah. games in the background and you see those pictures of forest in like loads of different i, I know we're doing cross we're, we're cross showing now but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's like he was the pictures of him being in like yeah. famous places like you know the kennedy mm-hmm. thing and all that sort of stuff um but where oh yes so what does a rogue need how does a rogue distinguish themselves as these people who can battle through these things and become that person in that picture and i figured yeah a legendary rogue story. Okay. Now, Ooh. bear with me here. So this is mm-hmm. this is basically the inspiration for for people to go out and rogue. So it's it's sitting around a campfire or you know, you're you're polishing tables at a bar and other people sit around and old uh, Geronimo tells a story about a legendary rogue who stole the very fire from the sun oh. and you sit there and you go I'm not you know you do the Tristan Thorn from um, Star 
Star... Star... Starlight. No, we... Yes? Starboy. One of them. <laughs> One of yeah. them. Uh, and you go, I'm not... I'm not a barman. I'm just a man who works in a bar. Or woman who works in a bar. Mm. So I'm going to go out and yeah. I'm going to go and steal my own fire from my own son. And there's also like, there's the element of, I really like that you've just come across one of these legendary rogues. It's like, oh yeah, go to the pub on the end. Oh, why? Oh, because he reckons he's got the real Mona Lisa hanging yes. behind the bar. And it's like, yeah, bollocks, that's not, but it fucking mm-hmm. is. And you get him drunk one night and she's like, oh yeah, the one, I, I know for a fact the one in the National Gallery is a fake. It's like, how could you possibly know that? Because that's the fucking real yes. one. Yes. Legit. Look, that's the little watermark under the uh, under the frame. I love that shit. Yeah, that's yeah, really so that's, cool. Yeah, so that's your triggering point, right? That's that's provided basically, which isn't going like the classic. You're an urchin. You're stealing stuff to survive, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Oliver Twist. Yeah, exactly. The knife. Um, <laughs> I like your smile. I know someone who likes it more. Um, <laughs> Let's put a smile <laughs> yeah. on your face. But I'm already smiling. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> so. Speaking of stealing things, that then quite nicely mm-hmm. moves on to my next point, um, which I know some of the books go into a little bit, but I wanted to carry on with our uh, person who is your friend, but can potentially become your enemy or your best friend, and that that Wolverine. relationship spectrum thing that we've got going on. So with the mm-hmm. Uh, wizard it was your apprentice or your master with the fighter it was your trainer here yeah with the rogue i think we should insert your fence okay oh like your kind of like your handler type thing yes handler if we go for sort of like a um uh i suppose it would be handler more for those sort of rogues that are like the inquisitive rogue or the mastermind or something like that or the assassin because like you have um Feeling like a little bit of sort of Killing Eve vibes. Yep. She has that uh, that one guy she always hangs around with, and he's like, "You have to go and kill this person. Remember, don't don't be bad or whatever." Yeah, that kind of die. Or um, like the Mandalorian has Werner Herzog. Yeah, which is pretty cool. At least in the first couple of episodes, is like his link to the the underworld. Yeah, so to speak. exactly, exactly. And obviously, you've got your thieves cant, and um, there is the potential to have a contact with some some backgrounds but I feel like a fence is somewhat universal to all rogues at some point you'll have somebody like this and yes your fence might just be the person who who accepts your your stolen gear or something like that but your DM will create somebody like this who will be the front for a criminal organization and it and it might be really in depth in a thieves guild and they're just the person who you speak to in the Mm -hmm. thieves guild but it also might just be one guy who stands on the street corner you know Um, yeah and he's just there kind of like the idea that your campaign might have this shop that you always go into and you always go there you always go there and it's like this one kind of kooky character and she's always like oh yeah I'll give you four new livers for gold and they're like oh Agatha you're so so off the ball and then your rogue you're in a bit of a bind maybe you know six to eight sessions in and he comes and he goes oh the starling flies left on a monday and she goes what 
and then she becomes like this whole other person like okay 007 mm. come with me and she you know she pulls the book out and the books shelves slide back and they're like what the fuck he's like don't just go down yeah, the yeah, stairs yeah. I didn't want to have to pull this I didn't <clears> want to have to pull this but I've, I've pulled it now and this is what's yeah. going to happen my cover is well and truly yeah. blown yeah exactly and that's that's actually quite the, that's quite nice about rogues I think is they are the secret agents of the D&D universe you know what I mean yeah, 100%. They're, they're, not, they're not the people who stand at the front with the big gun and or anything like that. They do do that. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of the subclasses even lean themselves towards this. I mean, we know that they're about... Especially yep. the mastermind. I had an idea for a character once that would have been inserted into the campaign and would have had this comically buffoonish backstory. And maybe it works kind of well in a campaign where, like, there's lots of political mm -hmm. upset. I got the idea from a book on the KGB. A lot of those people one day went to work and found that, oh, hey, we're stealing all the computers and there is no Soviet Union anymore. And they just disappeared with as much gold as they yeah. could steal. And I like the idea that maybe a few sessions in or however long, they'd be like, oh, Boris, you walk into a bar in a new town, be like, oh my God, that's Boris the Butcher. And they go, this dude, this is just a friendly old tabaxi. He's like, mm, yeah, actually need to talk to you because in a former life i was like running the secret police in this district <laughs> and one day one day i just vanished and now we're back so yeah deal with that yeah, shit exactly i quite like that that's that's a very good one i have actually got um so we we have um on my wednesday game where i usually play an alias we have like a an alternate game where you know if people can't make it or anything like that that's what mm. happens and with that we have um i play a mastermind um, rogue who i didn't know was going to be a mastermind rogue um because basically i you know, you know how i sort of we had that conversation i think it was it might have been last episode or in the session zero where i basically said like find out who your character is when you're playing rather than just rather yeah. than coming to it with an idea of what you want to explore mm -hmm. sometimes actually coming to it relatively blank and then going all right we'll figure this out later on and he's basically been forced into yeah. a weird quasi-political career um he's only level <laughs> two but he's kind of got a weird gift of the gab um mm. and he's figured out that 10 towns will be stronger if we're you know if we're 10 towns rather than 10 different towns uh, those of you who, who yeah. know the um the northern area of Faerun obviously know what I'm talking about. For those who don't, a uh, bit of a law bomb here. Ten Towns is an area in a tundra-like area um, with a lot of snow and ice and uh, Rime of the Frost Maiden is set there uh, where it's, yeah, oh, cool. it's a okay. perpetual night and it's fucking freezing and each town basically offers up something to the Frost Maiden which they think should be... Uh, yeah. And this isn't spoilers because you find this out like immediately. So this is more of a blurb on the back offers stuff up to say like oh don't mess with us but obviously everything has some sort of issue um in terms of you know but that's that's a really nice way to link into mm -hmm. rogues what you said just then was play them kind of open because your dm will be looking for ways to kind of give you the old tap on the whatsapp or the facebook message and say hey i'm thinking about doing this how would you like to have been or had contact with XYZ in your backstory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And here's a bit more lore so I can get this off the ground, this next sort of story. The, of. the fun and interesting thing with this as well is because he's got a criminal background, you know that at some point the dirt is going to be dug on him 
so I'll be trying to I'm going to be course, trying to run yeah. a political career in this area but also in another town I've got a fence who knows that I've stolen some stuff and I live in the attic yeah. of an abandoned warehouse where I warm snow to like mm-hmm. give myself a bath kind of thing he also speaks like Alfie Solomons which is also very fun <laughs> but there's also well, there's also with um, with rogues there's that element you can long play stuff yes. you can be like oh why the fuck did we get attacked by assassins again why does that keep happening <laughs> I don't know but uh, look over there and you take all the scrolls out the pockets and there's like all pictures of your character and she's like I, I, I don't know just one of those you know how like you know like you know, no one who drinks Pepsi ever gets a club foot. It's one of those weird urban <laughs> rumours. Um, just probably just don't search these guys. It'll be fine. Let's keep moving. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, so that's so that's that side of things. And that's that's kind of a little bit of an exploration on there. Next up, let's move on to something which I think is quite interesting. So, mm-hmm. and this depends obviously on a lot of this stuff, but typically... A rogue is going to be somebody who is quite secretive, um, potentially starting out a game, may have a lair sort of kind of vibe, um, but I'm going to mm-hmm. refer to this as your stash, right? And this isn't cool. just somebody who's grown a large area of facial hair. <laughs> I, yeah. Your stash is your collection of valuables. And I say valuables because valuables can be obviously considered different for different people so mm-hmm. and this is also to do with that spy thing because your valuables could not necessarily just be your gold nor your jewels but it could also be a family a loved one somebody else you could hawk you can this shit. Yeah, I like that. exactly but you know it, it's it's the other reason why you might go and rogue or you might you have that secretive side of things which people try and you know you get a bit shifty about when you don't really want to talk about it um Mm -hmm. so with that in mind and it's a really good way to kind of get your character to know what they want to do whether it's keep that safe or whether it's grow that stash if it's a gold and monetary point thing or whether it's to Mm -hmm. it could be a very small stash and it's just like a bag but that bag has uh you know two of five legendary stones that may or may not you know, yeah. destroy the universe. Fit in some sort of magic boot. Yeah, yeah I get it. Um, <laughs> or you could have like all of a sudden you're contacted like Nikolai has arrived, and you're like, "What? Nikolai's arrived? Shit, I have to go." Well, we're coming with you. Nikolai's arrived. Who? Who is Nikolai? What are that? And they build it up. Is he this fire breather? Is it this? We're going to look through all these library books of the history of rogues, and it's just, it's just no. My my wife was expecting before I met you, and now yeah, my yeah. kid's here. We have to go home. And they're like, you ate that that boy's face the other day because he <laughs> pickpocketed you. This is this is a remarkable shift in time. Oh dear. Yes, it's good. Um so with your with your stash, it's how you set up your security around that. Because you're going to be going mm-hmm. away. You're naturally gonna be quite um paranoid because of the way rogues are, and you know, we can see that linked in with their skill set, with the fact that they've got things like thieves can't that is part of their their build so they're going to have yeah. a secretive element of their life and your stash can represent that in a physical element whether you want to keep that separately from your secret life or which life is the secret life or you know 
that mm -hmm. secret can be a big driver for anybody who plays a rogue. And keeping yeah. that safe because then, is key. Yeah, your story becomes not this angst lord, as I think rogues sometimes get tarred with. It is just, no, I have this thing, and I will I will defend it to the death, even it could be the most innocuous yeah, thing. Yeah, 100%. It's a mm. picture of my grandma. Do you know who would be a good fence? You know uh, Jeeves in uh, Men in Black? Who? Which one's Jeeves? Jeeves. The guy, uh, they shoot him and his head oh, goes back. Oh, he is a fence. Yeah, yeah he straight is, yeah. up is a fence. That'd be great, wouldn't it? But he could be like really dodgy and the, the City Watch know he's dodgy, but then like he presses the button under the counter and it's like all this like magic. He's like wands right, and okay. shit. And it's like, oh my God, this guy is dodgy on top <laughs> of dodgy. Yeah, he's not selling like... Flolexes, it's Flolexes and guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got any more of those uh, fake IDs? No, but I have this stone that will take you to the Feywild. Yeah. So, uh, do you know so what? no Pause fake Rolexes then, just just the stones. A hundred percent, which is what you want, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, look, listen. I think that's that's a little bit of a. a dippy deep dive into a bit more of the rogues and hopefully we'll bring up some inspiration points for you guys to play out next week we will mechanicanize because I can never say the word so let's bring the show to a close as always ladies and gentlemen you have been our listeners roll well and we will see you next week goodbye or rogue well and we won't see you next week because you'll be in the shadows and they'll be like, oh, where are the listeners? And then... That's an arrow, that is. Good. I am available for Foley effects, by the way. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Hey, Guardians. We are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside.